fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Are we really doing this thing? Is it really happening? Is it time? Finally, I've been waiting for this moment, and I don't just mean the show. I mean part of the show, but I mean some other stuff. Are we really doing this? It's about time that they got their act together. They really stood up, and they really made a scene. Now, it's a start. We got a long way to go, but boy, oh boy, at least it's a way to kick off the end of the week. Hey, it's the Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Welcome in broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, and our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you so much. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. It's going to be a fun show today. I don't know if this is really happening. I'm still a little surreal. We had Republicans yesterday that actually protested on Capitol Hill, like elected officials that stood their ground, didn't back down, and actually were strong on their opinions. It didn't waver. I, I know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. So is it that time? Are Republicans finally starting to stand up and stand on their own and push back against the Democrats? We'll talk about that here in just a second. It's going to be a big show. It's a Friday, so we're going to have some fun today. Keep it lighthearted. Just to give you a warning and a, in a, an apology already, if you can hear it, don't know if you can or not. There's numerous fans in the studio here today because the air conditioner not working. It's 100 degrees in Wichita, Kansas today. Literally like 98, 99 degrees right now, and the AC is not working. So we have fans on all the computers and all the equipment, so that way they don't overheat. So I don't know if you can hear it or not. My apologies. Yeah, I've had to go through that all day. It's awesome. Uh, it's all right. I guess I could sweat it out and maybe burn off some calories through like sitting in the hot sauna all day today. So that's been awesome. But they're getting it worked on. I know that they're fixing things. I don't really care. We may do and we have fans running. So it's all good. So I apologize in advance if that's a nagging annoyance in the background. Although I will say it does add some character to talk shows once in a while. I remember working at other radio stations before. I worked at a rock station. Loved it because, as you know, for most of my listeners know that I like the little bit edgier, harder. Okay, I really like edgier, harder rock that really do the growling, the screaming, you know, jump in the mosh pit, do the kind of thing. That's my jive, baby. That's the way I roll. And I worked at a rock station where every Tuesday they had a promotion, what they called Tattoo Tuesday. And every Tuesday, they would literally have a local tattoo artist in the studio doing a tattoo live on the air. So as the morning host was on doing his thing, talking a spiel, you know, talking about the music or interviewing uh, artists or playing music or talking, whatever he did. In the background, you'd hear the bzzz because they'd actually be tattooing in the studio and they would give they would do a, a winner of one of the listeners to come in and actually do that. So I saw it as added value of the kind of coolness behind the scenes. Maybe that's what's going to go on here. You can hear the fan going in the background and be like, oh, they got green energy at the, <laughs> at the studios. I can hope, right? Coming up on the program today, uh, bottom of the hour, we have Chris Kobach, former Secretary of State from right here in the state of Kansas. I know all the other uh, places around the country. May not be familiar with him, although he's a frequent guest on Fox News. He worked uh, tightly with the Trump administration, and uh, so we'll look forward to chatting with him. He's running for attorney general, but uh, he's a he's an expert on 
immigration issues. He was going to be potentially the immigration czar during the uh, during the Trump administration as he was big on voter election integrity. He actually worked with Vice President Mike Pence on voter election integrity at the Election Integrity Commission at the federal level. He had He's the one that implemented voter ID laws here in our state, in the state of Kansas. So, uh, and he writes for Breitbart News. So we'll have him on the program at the bottom of the hour talking about the ending of DACA. What does that mean for the Biden administration? And what do they do to counter that? So that'll be an interesting conversation. But the, uh, of course, we have to go back to the elephant in the room unfortunately that's not the republicans but the elephant in the room that is the covid pandemic and the latest mandates coming down because i i biden's losing his mind and by the way went off script a little bit i know went off script and he probably got himself in trouble a little bit because he essentially acknowledged and confirmed the concept that the vaccine does not stop you from spreading the virus. The vaccine does not stop you from getting the virus. It may limit the symptoms, which is, again, you need to understand the way vaccines work. They don't talk about this from the World Health Organization or the Center for Disease Control and Prevention or Dr. Fauci's office. They don't do it. Here's the way the vaccine works. It injects it. They put little strains of it, either dead or alive, depending on the vaccine. I'm just talking generalities here. They inject it into you. That way your body gets familiarized with it. It gets used to it. It builds up an antibodies to it. So that way, if you're exposed to it, then it can help fight it off. It does not mean that it's not in your system. And if it is still active, then you just won't see as many symptoms, hopefully, is the goal. But you can still, obviously, with with COVID and with the Delta variant, if you have any symptoms, then you can spread it, just like any flu, just like any cold. If you're sneezing or if you're coughing or if you have any flu-like symptoms and you're around other individuals, you can still spread it. Apparently to them, you can still spread it even if you're asymptomatic, which is why they force these masks down our throat, saying, well, you could be carrying it and you don't even know and you could spread it to somebody else and they're going to die because that's just the way COVID works. So even they can be spreading it, which is why they're now mandating the masks for vaccinated individuals at the same time, regardless of your vaccination status. And they lied before, which I get science evolves, science changes so we can adapt and go from there. But why are they still pushing a vaccine when I I, I don't get it? And I know it's kind of a rhetorical question for me over and we talk about this so much. I know people are sick of this conversation, but why push so forcefully a vaccine when you can still get it, when you can still transmit it, and we can, when you can still get sick from it. I don't understand the, the thinking behind the concept here. Here's the latest out of, oh, let me see if I can find it again. Apparently I deleted that one. Here we go. So out of Massachusetts, story uh, study from CNBC. CDC shows that 74% of infected Massachusetts COVID outbreaks were people that were fully vaccinated. Let me read that again from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. 74% of all people that were infected in Massachusetts based on COVID outbreaks were uh, fully vaccinated individuals, meaning the quote unquote breakthroughs that they were that they had both doses. They were fully vaccinated. They still got sick from COVID-19 and they were confirmed 74% of them. Please tell me why we're saying you must get the vaccine or else you can't go to work, why they're encouraging businesses to mandate it so you get the vaccine or you get tested every day or wear a mask or get fired, why we're doing it for the federal employees. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But again, this entire year hasn't made much sense. But Biden was asked that about him changing his tone, because if you remember all the way back, I know we have short attention spans in politics, but let's go all the way back to May. 
when he said if you get fully vaccinated, which is what he was pushing for, 75% herd immunity by 4th of July, so that way we could start lifting mandates, we could start opening things up completely, and we'd have total herd immunity in this nation with fully vaccinated individuals. That's what he was pushing for. And he said if you got the vaccine, then masks would be uh, no more thing. You'd be protected. You're good. All's hunky-dory. Now, I get that science changes. I understand it as we learn more information. However, he went off cue as he was done doing the Q&A. He had his little note cards, talking to the certain people that he was told to choose, answered the questions, tried to be friendly, but yet got a little snippy because how dare you try and ask me questions? You just need to be doing what I tell you to do. He did that, was walking off the podium, walked off the podium, walked down, down the stairs. A reporter yelled out the question and he started walking towards the reporter, not masked, by the way. How dare you? Naughty, naughty Joe Biden. How dare you do that now? And then he got a little angry. This is what happened. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. And it seems... Well, I, I have to say, if you're fully vaccinated in an area where we do not have... Well, let me clarify. In May, you made it sound like a vaccine was the ticket to losing the mask forever. And it, that, that is true at the time, because I thought there were people who were going to understand that getting vaccinated made a gigantic difference. And what happened was, the new variant came along, they didn't get vaccinated, it was spread more rapidly, and people, more people were getting sick. All right, so he got mad, started walking towards it. It was a little weird because he wasn't near the mic because he was off the stage. So, oh, you know, times have changed. But now the see, this is the lie they're perpetuating. So while they're trying to scare you into this ridiculous uh, thing now with the Delta variant, people going back along their business, trying to do their thing, open things back up, and this Delta variant comes out, let me get this straight. The vaccinated individuals need to wear masks again because of the unvaccinated people that are spreading the virus. Now, if you're vaccinated, you're supposed to be covered, which means you don't need to wear the mask because even if you get it and contract it, then you shouldn't have any symptoms. You should be fine because your body's supposed to kill it off. We have this Delta variant now that's making vaccinated people sick with it. Maybe not as severe symptoms, but they're still getting it. They're getting minor symptoms, which means they're transferring it as well. But yet the message is, it's because of unvaccinated people that the virus is spreading. Correct me if I'm wrong, that sounds a little stupid. It's the unvaccinated people's fault, but yet vaccinated and unvaccinated people are spreading it everywhere now, which is why they need to wear masks again, because the Delta variant changed things up, and you can now get sick from the Delta variant easier, even with the vaccine, because it's a different variant of the strain. Kind of like the flu shot, they guess what strain it's going to be, they put that strain into the flu shot, they do the flu shot for everybody, and they're like, ah, crap, we missed that one, and then everybody still gets sick. (laughs) That's what they do every single year. It's kind of hilarious because that's why I've never gotten the flu shot either. But they still blame the unvaccinated. Our own governor in my state here in the state of Kansas blamed it because, well, it's kind of our self-inflicted wound that we got to put a mask mandate back in in our state because of unvaccinated people. Yet we have 74% of the confirmed cases in the state of Massachusetts and outbreaks from there coming from fully vaccinated individuals. They have to wear masks again because they can get it, they can spread it, and they can still get symptoms from it as a vaccinated individual. So please tell me, Joe Biden, or Dr. Fauci or health department at the county or state or national level, wherever you may be across this nation. Why get the vaccine when you still have to wear a mask? You can still get it. You can still transmit it. You can still get sick from it. Maybe not as much, 
but you can still get sick from it. I'm curious because this doesn't make any sense. I'm excited because while we don't openly push for, you know, doing naughty things in society, there is now finally maybe a little bit of a movement from the Republican Party to stand up and have a little bit of a backbone, which I'm pretty proud of because it's very rare and far between before we see the Republicans actually stand up and truly they talk the talk, but they never really walk the walk. They talk harsh, but then they end up voting for stuff and be like, well, we compromised and I gave them about 80 percent of what they wanted. We got 20 percent. Everything's great. But we finally saw something and it was kind of neat and it was a parade of uh, now. Let's set the scene here. You're in Washington, D.C. You're in the Capitol. Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House. That makes me gag just right there thinking about it. But Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, puts a mandate in that all individuals at the Capitol, that visitors and congressional aides, now not the Congress people themselves, but the congressional aides and visitors to the House on the Capitol need to wear face masks. And she's also sent the order down to Capitol Police that any congressional aide nor visitor to the Capitol will be arrested if they do not wear said mask. Now the strong, staunch, hard-nosed conservative Republicans that are there, what did they do? They walked through the Capitol without the mask. And I give them credit for it. Now, that's a statement. It's a kind of a statement. But are we doing this? I mean, if you're going to encourage us to start fighting back against us finally, like openly, as elected officials, to finally start fighting back Give us the word, baby, and that's what it is. I'm not saying physical violence. I am saying don't abide by it. Civil disobedience on the mask mandates. Don't do it anymore. It's stupid. Obviously, they don't know what they're talking about. They're not keeping their story straight, and yet they're still telling us to do it, and people are going along with it. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, 
Catch our special features and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcast. Is it time? Like, are we doing this? I, Everybody, everybody. I really hope, honestly, with the federal mandates coming down on the federal vaccines, federal mask mandates, all that garbage, that no one does it. Now, of course, you're going to get the, the lefty loonies that are just like, oh, it's a great idea. I love government telling me what to do with my life. <laughs> you're always going to get those. But I hope the majority, and they've already seen it, they've sent a letter to the Biden administration with the uh, with the post office workers, with some of the security, with the IRS employees, and they're like, yeah, no, we're not comfortable doing this. We're not okay doing this. I, I'm not okay with the way and the, with the direction this is going. So I, I love the fact that they're taking a stand. The question is, how long are we going to maintain doing this? Right now, Nancy Pelosi has the order to Capitol Police to arrest any visitor or congressional aide that is not wearing a mask because... You know, how dare you not uh, live by her authority? So what do the Republicans do? They walk down the halls in a big mess. It was fun to watch, honestly. It really was. I know I'm kind of making fun of it, but it was honestly really neat because it was a big herd of individuals just walking down the hallway and just making a scene of not wearing a mask and smiling those bright, beautiful smiles that Republicans can make and the Democrats losing their minds. And I, I, I don't think Nancy Pelosi was very happy about that one. So Is this what we're doing? If this is, I mean, obviously they're the elected officials, but if they're taking a stand that way, that's the signal for us to do the same thing. Now, a personal business has their prerogative to choose a mask mandate if that's what they choose to do. So if you walk into a business, they're like, you need to wear a mask. Then to me, you have a choice. You can either put on the mask and go about your business because you abide by their rules, or you can turn around, walk out and go to their competitor. That's kind of my choice. Because we have the power in the private market to make our decisions on who we want to support and not support based on their policies that they want. So we have that ability, and let's not forget that, and let's utilize that now. But if they're advocating for this, then we need to back them up. Because I give credit, even though it's a small step, even though it's a small message by walking around the halls as elected officials. Now remember, they're not the ones that are being arrested for not wearing masks. It was the congressional aides, not the congressional leaders themselves. So they're technically not breaking the rules, but after Maxine Waters lost her mind over uh, a Republican that wasn't wearing a mask that she had no problem with just a week ago, but all of a sudden now it's a major issue. I know, I know, that's the way this world works. It wasn't an issue three days ago, but now that they said it is, now it's going to be a big issue. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, because the virus wasn't there then three days ago, but it is now. So, therefore, we just need to go along with whatever they tell us. It's a weird world, but that's, again, what we're uh, dealing with right now in society. But it's a small step for the Republicans to really stand up and do this. And I give them credit for it, even though it's a tiny step and it's a small step. I give them credit for actually doing this because Republicans usually don't do this. And if they're doing it in the Capitol, then that means it's time for us to do so at the same level on the private sector. Go to a different business. I mean, now, if you want to wear the mask and you feel more comfortable, again, all your prerogative. I'm not telling you what to do or not to do, unlike the other side. I'm saying if you are concerned about this, if you're sick and tired of it, then this is how we make our voice heard. We always ask, what can we do? What can we do? This is what we do. I guess it's a 
light version of civil disobedience to not wear the mask when the city or the county asks you to do so. And if they get mad at you and tell you you can't be in that store, then you proudly walk out and say, I will never give you my money again, and I will go find somewhere else to do it. And they can call you every name in the book because that's what they like to do because you're selfish, you want people to die, you don't care about individuals, but don't listen to it. Because we're used to being called names all the time anyways. We're the conservatives, right? We're the fascists. We're the Nazis. We are the racists. We're the bigots. We're the most horrible people on the face of the earth. But it's time for us. If our elected officials are giving us that signal to not stand for tyranny any longer. And yes, being told to wear a face mask, being told to put a vaccine in your body is tyranny. Because anything that they tell you to do of that sort on how you live your life is something that we need to be concerned about. And if they're signaling that at the federal level, that's the stance we need to take as the supporters, as the members of the party, as the conservative leaders that we are all over the country to do the same thing. Walk out of that business. Walk out. Make that stand. Or call them out on the scene publicly because I guarantee you people are going to start laughing and actually support you because they're sick of it as too. They just don't want to talk about it. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, you are. Welcome back into the program, radio and TV and live streaming and podcasting, wherever you may be all over this country. We appreciate you hanging out with us, however you may be watching or listening. Your millennial general doing his thing the way we do every single day. Hey, by the way, reminder for you, uh, Monday, our newsletter comes out, and we've had an awesome month. We broke the records for the downloading of the podcast, uh, our big bump. Hat tip to, I don't know, who listeners in Montana, listeners in Ohio, California. You guys were the top states this month on podcast downloads. Thank you for that. We've had a massive amount of people signing up for the newsletter the last couple weeks as well. That's coming out on Monday. We do it for the beginning of every month. So if you want to become a Hoosier-holic, that's how you do it. Just go to HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com. Sign up. It pops up, says, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? You say, heck yeah, I do. Type in your email. Totally free. We do not spam you all the time. Just a once a month email at the beginning of the month with our monthly blog. We have our topical issues of the month, recapping the show, talking about what's going on next month, talking about uh, the Hoosier Media Network and all the great shows that we have coming on with podcasting that way as well. We have some civic holidays. It's a really cool, really fun newsletter, and we send it out at the beginning of every month. So if you want to do that, you have a couple days left. 
before that comes out on Monday. And we appreciate you signing up. Uh, again, we broke massive records for the podcast. Thank you for that all over the country. We're on six radio stations now. More coming out as we go uh, with this weekday program. So we appreciate you. I couldn't do it without you, and I love you to death. So thank you very much. Uh, anyways, all right, let's get into our topical issue of the day with the latest in What's Trending. What's trending today? So, as you know, I want to step away from COVID for just a second, although we might bring it up here in a minute as well. Uh, great friend on the program, and he's running for office here in the state of Kansas as well, former Secretary of State. But you may know him from being on Fox News multiple times, working with the Trump administration multiple times, being on the Election Integrity Commission, which uh, it drives me nuts that that only lasted six months. But uh, there's that. Uh, was talking on the immigration issue and the platforms with the Trump administration as well. But as you know, just a week or so ago, there was the big news that the judge out of Texas ended up ending DACA. Which, to the left, oh no, oh my oh no! And Biden obviously not very happy about that one. So what's next on the immigration battle and what are we looking at right now? Because obviously it hasn't been in the news lately because now we're all just all going to die from the Delta variant, whether he had the vaccine or not, apparently. So on the line with us, uh, former Secretary of State from the state of Kansas. He's also running for Attorney General here in the state of Kansas as well. Mr. Chris Kobach hanging out with us here. Chris, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Doing right, doing all right. Great to be with you, Andy. Yeah, it's great to have you on the program. I appreciate it. This for, let's start off with the immigration thing. I know you had a piece on this in Breitbart uh, talking about the DACA. It's about time that DACA ended. It's it's been long overdue. I know yeah. that uh, Trump tried to get rid of this. It was kind of risen again under the Trump ad, or the Biden administration. But this has been a lingering issue. Uh, for the immigration debate for a while. So what's next with the DACA recipients or the ones that were falling under this category? Well, the judge in uh, the Southern District of Texas, which is a federal district court, you know, struck down DACA and said that um, no more DACA, which is deferred action for childhood arrivals, no more DACA aliens can be registered. No more people can get the benefit <clears throat> of not being deported and getting a work authorization, work permit, uh, even though they entered the country illegally or, or their visa expired. Um, so that's good, and, and that's a long-fought battle. I actually brought the first DACA lawsuit in uh, the summer of 2012, right after Barack Obama created this illegal executive amnesty, um, representing some ICE agents. And uh, our preliminary injunction ruling then served as the precedent that allowed the state of Texas to bring a subsequent case, two subs subsequent cases, um, striking down DAPA and now finally DACA. But it took nine years. And one of the reasons it took so long is that uh, the Trump administration tried to just repeal DACA. And I talked to President Trump about this uh, on numerous occasions, and he ultimately made the move to end the program, but then groups on the left sued and went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court, in a bizarre decision, said, even though Barack Obama just did this, not even by executive order, it was just a directive, mm -hmm. um, even though he did it so informally, you, President Trump, have to go through the Administrative Procedure Act, you have to have public notice and comment and do all of these things that in order to rescind the program that were never done in order to create it, it didn't make any sense. The dissenting opinion in that case was uh, pretty pretty irate. Uh, but at any rate, uh, the question still remained, was DACA legal in the first place? Because the Supreme Court didn't ask that question or answer that question. Sure. And uh, the judge in Texas said, no, it was never even legal in the first place. It violates multiple federal laws. So at last, uh, it is dead. It's finally dead. Now, the individuals that fell into that category, what happened to them? Are they back into an illegal status? Do they fall into some other category? What's, uh, where do we go from here? The judge said that he is going to 
render a subsequent decision on what to do with the people who've already got it. And so we're still, that's one unanswered question at this point, whether they get to keep some sort of status or whether they're back into the illegal status they started in. Interesting. So we still got some work in progress here. What bothers me about this situation, we've talked about it a lot on the program, is, you know, I get it. When they came across, obviously, being a DACA recipient, you were a child, you had no say, and when your parents came here illegally, it was not your fault. You're now my age. I mean, I'm 32. I'm a millennial. Most of them are about my age, if not a little older, a little younger, starting families, having careers, doing their thing. They've never rectified the situation. My concern is from a moral standpoint, at what point do we say, you know, it wasn't my fault back then, but I want to make sure I don't have any issues and get torn away from my family at some point for still being in the status. I'm going to go out of my way and actually rectify the situation and make it better. And they're not. And I just don't understand it. Yeah, they, they the thing is, this the DACA was really it led these illegal aliens down a really bad road because now they have accumulated unlawful presence in the United States for you know, many of them over ten years. And under current federal law, that's a problem. You're supposed to, as soon as you realize you're not legally in the country, you're supposed to leave right away, and that allows you to immediately uh, apply for uh, legal status back in your home country to come back into the United States legally. But instead, the Obama administration you know, basically lulled these individuals into staying illegally. And now, in the eyes of the law, they're kind of in a, up a creek. And and here's the thing. That's why the Democrats are now in Congress tr- trying to frantically shove a massive amnesty <laughs> for not just the 800,000 people who got the DACA you know, deferred action status, but but potentially three times, four times that number. They're trying to put it into the uh, the budget bill along with everything else. Into the budget, but convenient. I mean, it has nothing to do with it. Let's slip it under there so no. we can pass it to see what's in it, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so the immigration status as we speak now, I've heard that they tried to stop a lot of the production of the wall at the border. Then secretly they tried to continue some of it on but not make it public because that would be against their agenda of what they criticized Trump for during his administration. Where are we overall with immigration? I know we still have the uh, the facilities down there that are at you know, 700, 800%, 900% capacity and the media is not allowed to go in and take pictures. Congressional leaders aren't allowed to go in and check some of this stuff out. Has there been any progress? Are we getting any better, or is it just getting worse, and we just don't hear about it in the media? It, it's just getting worse. And the reason that for months the Biden administration has been avoiding the word crisis, in my opinion, is because a crisis is an unexpected thing that happens to you that you didn't want. This is a planned event. It's just a little bit larger in scale than the Biden administration intended. And, and you know it's planned because they did a series of things, some things at the border and some things inside the country. At the border, they stopped construction of the wall. The wall was making a huge difference. I, I saw that firsthand in my many visits with We Build the Wall uh, and seeing what happened when you constructed wall and closed gaps. It made it much easier for the Border Patrol to enforce in the remaining open areas. Um, the second thing they did, and probably even more consequential, they ended the Remain in Mexico policy that the Trump administration started. That was a policy that said, if you come here to the United States, you're illegally coming, and you claim asylum, you can make that claim, and the asylum hearing will happen in a year or two years, but you can't wait in the United States and disappear into the fabric of the country while you're ostensibly waiting to, to make your claim of asylum. You have to stay in Mexico while you're waiting. Yeah. That was a big, big deal because the, the 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 wide open loophole that has been used now for several years is fraudulent claims of asylum. The vast majority of people coming in now are walking right up to the border patrol. So they say the magic word asylum, 
and then they're given, they're processed into the country and allowed to stay. The Trump administration said, no, you want to make that claim? We know that 90% of you are not going to be successful, but you're going to wait in Mexico. And that change at the border was catastrophic. That's what is causing much of this, this surge. The other part of it is the interior. They basically have shut down ICE. Um, they have issued an executive, not an order again, but a, a policy guidance from the White House and from the Department of Homeland Security telling ICE officers to break federal law and not deport people. Uh, it's crazy. It is crazy, and that's why we're seeing the state of Texas request law enforcement from all over the country trying to come down and actually help out. We heard Nebraska went down there, Florida went down there, Georgia went down there for a little bit with just a few law enforcement that they can to try and handle the issue on their own, which is why we got about a minute before we have to take a break here, but let's tie this into elections for a second with H.R. 1, with decentralization of the electoral system. Would this just make it that much easier for illegal aliens to be able to vote if the federal government was running this whole thing, which I think is kind of their end goal is to try and swing the election based on just flooding the electoral system with illegal aliens. Yeah, it absolutely would. So H.R. 1 would make illegal or would, would trump all of the state laws like the ones that the one I drafted and implemented as Secretary of State in Kansas, requiring photo ID, uh, proof of citizenship, all of these other security measures we do on absentee ballots. All of that goes out the window and that it would make it much easier for illegal aliens who want to jump the line and start voting even before their citizens or legal aliens who want to vote before their citizens. Either way, uh, those protections would be swept aside uh, if H.R. 1 becomes law. And hopefully it will not. If it, if it does become law and if and if I'm uh, blessed to be the attorney general of Kansas at, time, at that time, I will uh, be the first in line to bring a lawsuit against it. It's unconstitutional in multiple respects. Yeah, it's insane. That's going to be an important position for a lot of states all over the nation. Chris Kobach, former secretary of state for the state of Kansas, a candidate for attorney general in Kansas, as well as take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the legal side of things uh, as you as you run for attorney general here in our state and talk about uh, some of the legal sides, even with COVID, these mandated vaccines, mandated masks, and what this could lead to with businesses and employees across the nation because I think this is going to be a really fascinating topic and I know it's going to come up all over the place we're already starting to see it so we'll do that and more when we come back wrap it up for a Friday here on The Voice of Reason for your free-for-all stay here The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier Hey it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. 
Online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Last few minutes here of the program as we wrap up today on a Fred. I still can't get past the study. <laughs> I'm surprised the media even ran it. i got to be honest, from CNBC. Center for Disease Control and Prevention study shows that 74% of people infected in the state of Massachusetts COVID outbreaks <laughs> were fully vaccinated. I don't- but it's the unvaccinated people's fault, right? Again, I'm not getting the vaccine. I don't care what you say. I told it yesterday. If you want me to, you need to do some transparency work to explain all of the details of the issue, not just one side to scare me into doing it because I push away. You want to see the rebel come out. That's where it comes. I'm not doing it. And the media is finally starting to not be able to hide it. I'm not going to say start reporting on it. They're not being able to hide it because when 74% of infected people in Massachusetts were from outbreaks that were from fully vaccinated individuals, that tells you something, which is why they're trying to force these mask mandates at the federal level and why they're saying even if you're vaccinated, then you still need to start wearing masks again. So where do we go from here? Legally. What are they able to do? We're talking with uh, great friend Chris Kobach, former Secretary of State here in the state of Kansas, also running for Attorney General here in the state of Kansas as well. And uh, you have mentioned it, Chris. I, I've talked about it as well. I mean, coming up, I mean, the legal side of this challenging federal law is such an important job from all aspects. As we see the federal government and the Biden administration mandating vaccines for federal workers, including postal workers, including IRS workers, including the security guard at Mount Rushmore. I mean, that's uh, mandating the vaccine. I didn't know you could do that. Isn't that like a breach of employee contract or something? He cannot mandate the vaccine. And there was a question from one of the reporters. It it wasn't really, it it wasn't a question. It was a reporter begging him, please, Mr. President, why don't you mandate the vaccine for every human being in the United States? (laughs) And the president said, well, that's a question we don't know the answer to yet. I'm having the Justice Department look at it. I can tell them the answer right now. The commerce power of the United States Constitution does not allow the federal government to mandate vaccines. (laughs) This is is a clear question, and that's the only plausible power that they could use. Um, the, uh, the, The Obamacare decision of a few years ago, the Supreme Court, you may remember, said Obamacare, even Ob- the commerce power couldn't even be used to uh, justify Obamacare because you can't force people to buy insurance. Well, if you can't force them to buy insurance under that power, you certainly can't force them to take a vaccine either. So he doesn't have that power. That's not to say that the Biden administration won't try to do it anyway, because they've taken many illegal actions through executive orders and the like. And that's why the state attorneys general are so important, because they have standing to immediately go into court and challenge the uh, the Biden administration if he tries to, for example, enforce yeah. every single American to get vaccinated. Uh, it would be incumbent upon uh, a state attorney general to immediately move move into that position and and challenge him in court, take him all the way to the Supreme Court if necessary. And that's why I believe I, I 
kind of the right fit for this job. I've been suing the Obama administration in the past. I'm already suing the Biden administration right now on behalf of some Texas sheriffs. I've uh, been up against the ACLU more times than I can count. Uh, we need an attorney general who's willing to do this. And if he tries to violate the Constitution or federal law, we've got to strike back very quickly in court. Well, we do need to strike back quickly. It, to me, it's a symptom of showing how far we've actually come. It should be a blatant, commonsensical thing of, no, you can't mandate the entire nation to actually get a vaccine. But the fact that we're even considering it, even talking about it, even thinking about it is a sign of how far we've actually come from the Constitution and, and common sense, really, as well. Uh, we got just about a minute left here, yeah. but real quickly, I mean, private business. Now we're starting to see potential businesses mandated for their employees as well. I know they get to set their mandates, but between contracts of employees, if you weren't mandated to give medical records or get vaccines prior to, is that something that we're going to start seeing? And I'm assuming we're going to see lawsuits come out of this as well, aren't we? I think we will. And this is potentially the greatest threat because private employers are not uh, bound by the 14th Amendment, which protects liberty interests. They're not bound by the First Amendment free exercise clause. And so the 14th and First Amendment protect us citizens against the state, against yeah. government. And so private employers have greater leeway, but we can take away their ability to impose vaccine mandates upon the people by passing a state statute. And I have drafted one. It's being uh, submitted by uh, Senator Mark Steffen uh, this, this coming legislative session. And I hope you'll cover it on your show because there are other states doing the same thing, trying to get a statute in place to stop private vaccine mandates. And uh, it's imperative that we pass this right away in January. Yeah, that's huge. Chris Kobach, former Secretary of State for Kansas, a candidate for Attorney General here in the state of Kansas as well, plus all the stuff he does at the federal level all over the place with so many other people. And we appreciate what you do, my friend. It's good to talk to you. Let's get you back on the program again here real soon. My pleasure. Let's do it. Hey, let's do it. Always appreciate him. Great friend. And we appreciate what he's doing. That does it for us today. Podcast going up in just a little bit. We'll be back at it on Monday. Until then, sign up for the newsletter. Check out the podcast. We're here all the time. We're not going anywhere. And we appreciate your support. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio on Monday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.